We know you are here. We believe you are here. You're not here for church, Lord. You're not here for religion, Lord. We are not here to have fun, Lord. We are here for Jesus. We are here to please Him. We are here to lift His name. Jesus. So receive my worship. All of my worship. Here is my worship. All of my worship. Every bit of it, receive my worship. All of my worship Jesus take all my worship all of my worship Father this morning we're here to worship you when we receive the word we are worshiping you when we are singing songs we are worshiping you when we lift up our hands, we are worshipping you. When we put our offerings, we are still worshipping you. When we have conversations with each other, we are still worshipping you. This is a house of worship. Lord, we, 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 we cancel every other thing that we have made it this morning. Because we declare this is going to be only known as a house of worship. This will be known as a house where people that love Jesus can come so that they can give themselves to Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. So this morning, our purpose is to worship you. Our purpose is to praise your name. Receive our worship, Daddy. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said an amen. Please be seated. Please be seated. Just look to your neighbor, tell them you're in the right service at the right time, in the right place. We're so glad you're here. We, we have some empty chairs. Some special guests can come and fill these empty chairs. Who are those people? Who are those blessed people? One, two, three. Three chairs. Come. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, everybody. One more chair. One more chair we have. Come on. We have one more chair right here in the second row. Amazing. Greetings to everybody. Are you happy to be in church this morning? I am happy to be in church this morning. I, I, I tried my level best to be in church last Sunday but I couldn't manage to convince anybody including my wife 
to allow me to come to church but but i'm so glad i'm here this morning amen i just just want to take a moment here to just thank all of you that prayed that stood in the gap that made sure that you know <clears throat> that that you would worship and that you would pray and that you would you would uh, seek the face of god uh, for a miracle for me you know there there was a time i was just thinking about it just a couple of weeks back i was completely not unconscious you know for those of you who don't know the back story uh, last month right august we went to africa and from there uh, i caught a couple of infections which i didn't know about and then uh, we kept traveling we kept ministering well, ministry was going on in full force um and for some reason i just kept feeling like that that i may have to cancel one one of my trips i just kept feeling like that i didn't really have any reasons we had do you remember the couple of weeks back when i came to church i told you i'm going to dubai and then to singapore so before going to dubai i'm just feeling like i may have to cancel the singapore trip and i'm thinking man uh, the you know what's the big deal about it you know i think if there has to be an attack it should be against dubai trip you know because dubai there's more important things happening but i just kept feeling in my heart that you know i'm i'll not get to go to singapore and then uh, you know had some issues with my health here didn't think it was so big uh, then you know when i was in dubai my health flared up big time i couldn't attend a couple of services i came back and uh, within the next couple of days i got admitted in the hospital the thing is this when i went into the hospital i was completely conscious completely fine i was joking around with pastor joan elena you know we were talking and you know all of that went into the hospital within the uh, first hour of them moving me into the ward my body went into a complete shock and uh, it began to deteriorate from there onwards and and then uh, my levels began to drop the next day they put me on ventilator uh, again fully sedated i have no idea of what is happening around me i think uh, you know my my heart rate dropped i don't know all the details till now i i keep asking pastor robin and pastor jojo and you know pastor joel in all of these guys were around uh, trying to help and so they they know all the details of what was happening and uh, by so there was a point where where in my discharge report they they mentioned that that my body went into a state of shock and they had to put something called as noradrenaline to just revive my heart and uh, and there was a point i feel that you know i i knew about it later but in the hospital i felt i knew i i i understood beyond a shadow of doubt that my body and my soul were separate like there was a point where i knew that you know that is my body that's who i am that's where i used to live but now i am i'm separate i i can't describe all the details because you know i have so many uh memories that have been written over those memories uh my my mind was in a big chaos you know during that time but i believe that a lot of people prayed i believe that a lot of people worshiped i believe that a lot of people stood in the gap uh, you know i was thinking you know last sunday i was watching pastor jojo's word online and 
and I was thinking, man, I, this is the perfect word for me. I should have been the one, you know, who should be saying, I'm, I'm in the prison, locked up, and, and I should be singing, and I should be praising God at this time. But honestly, I was not in a state to do anything, you know. Even the times when I was awake, I was completely confused because I have no idea what is happening, you know. Like all of them know how, how serious my situation is. I had no idea what is happening. I'm thinking these doctors, they are duping me and they, I just want to get out of the hospital somehow. I'm like, there's nothing wrong with me. Look at me, you know. And then I will sleep and I'll wake up after 16 hours and then I'll know, okay, they did something. <laughs> they did. So these guys, they, the doctors and the nurses, they were so kind. They would just do everything possible to just put me to sleep every time I'm agitated. And they will just keep me sedated, you know, for the next 16 hours. But so because of which my, my conscious state, even in my conscious state, I had a lot of, um, lot of challenges. I, I, I couldn't, I was not in my senses even when I was conscious. And because of which, you know, I, I couldn't worship. Because of which I couldn't pray. Because of which I, <coughs> I, I couldn't praise. And I was thinking about it and I was thinking, God, thank you for my church that worshiped when I couldn't worship. Thank you for my people that worshiped for me on my behalf, stood in the gap and worshiped and, and danced and prayed and, and that, that sang when I couldn't sing. And so I'm very, very grateful to the Lord for each and every one of you. Uh, you know, very grateful to God for those few people that were at the hospital around the clock you know, just checking on me and just making sure the doctors have everything that they need and uh, they were there making sure that uh, all the all the needs are taken care of um, and of course I, I, I can't I can't thank God enough for my wife you know who, who ran the whole show she was uh, wow. I I'm just amazed because she, she for those of you who don't know she's eight months pregnant she's due next month and uh, so in in spite of physically being burdened she she ran around she she was present here in church when necessary she was available for the children when necessary and she was at the hospital you know every time she would come to see me I would say you've forgotten me because you know I, I'm in this sense of, uh, I'm in this place where there's no time. So she would come to see me after three hours and I'd be, I'd be like, you've not come to see me for the last four days, you know, and, uh, and, but she would just play along and she would, and there were times when I had a, I, I was completely delusional. I, I told her, hey, where is our baby? You know, our baby is born. For me, I'm in the hospital because the, our baby is born. <laughs> I'm, we are here for her, not for me. And I'm trying to tell her, where is the baby? Show me the baby, you know, bring me the baby. And she's like, don't worry, the baby is safe. <laughs> you know, just she, 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 she did her best to not contradict and she just played along. And, and, and we, are, we are so, so grateful that the Lord pulled us through. 
couple of sundays back i i got to hear about it how how my father when he was in the service he went upon the stage and he declared that today there will be a change that during the service there will be a change and i heard about all that went behind in his mind before he made that declaration and i was like oh my god if it was not for those those covenants that god's people made my spiritual parents made with god those promises that my parents made those promises that my wife made those promises that you guys made those altars that you built for during that time i'm 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 100% certain that i would not have been with you this morning if it was not for those things because it it is um, you know we were just talking to a doctor friend of ours and she was just reading the diagnosis and she was like this uh, this is this has a good just one of those things i don't remember the name she said just one of these things has a 95% mortality rate it is something that you know affects your brain and my brain was affected you know where there was infection that had gone to my brain and she said as soon as we read this this is enough for us to give up you know and what i had was i'll tell you this, i had leptospirosis i had dengue i had malaria malaria of the african kind and and it had gone to my brain cerebral malaria is what they what they said and then i had typhus and then my body had gone into a state of shock because of the delayed diagnosis and and in spite of all of that the lord revived us amen amen what so thank god for doctors thank god for nurses but but it is it is something that is not we cannot we can't give credit to the doctors and the nurses they did a fantastic job i'm telling you i honor the sacrifices that they made i hit a lot of them in my unconscious state i you know they would come and tell me this is what you did this is how hard it was to uh, just feed you or this is how hard it was to just take a tube out of at one point there were like some 11 tubes going into my body taking 11 different types of medicines for 11 different types of struggles and by the way i this has never been a thing for me i've never been to a hospital never been admitted in my entire life this is the first time i'm getting admitted went straight into the icu uh, yeah but it was there for 7 days and 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 god 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 did what he had to do amen during this time i'm telling you this the first 4 days was completely knocked out completely sedated i had no idea what's happening but when i came back to my senses i would still be partially sedated and partially awake that was the time when i experienced the most beautiful of visions the most beautiful of encounters with jesus the most beautiful of encounters with my spiritual father you know things that he has not ever taught me or told me i caught it in those moments one point when rashmi came into the hospital i said you know i just got my entire book that i want to write you know this is going to be the title of the book this is going to be the chapters and so she would she would come with a she would come with a, a book to just just note down anything that i would tell at that point and i'm 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 just so amazed you know the other day i was telling somebody i i i don't want to ever go back into the hospital but i would not trade this for anything else the experience was just the experience of just meeting jesus was so beautiful that i i would not trade that for anything else
you know the pain was worth it the the money spent was worth it all of you praying and all of you in pain all of that was worth it just to experience that nearness with jesus it was there's nothing like it you know if i if i start telling my my experiences and encounters to my doctor friends they will all call it delusions because uh, because i was delusional to a lot of extent i told you this right to a lot of uh, you know my time i was delusional i was completely out of my mind but then there was this, these experiences and encounters that i had i'm telling you i i can't i i can't tell you how real they were i can't tell you and and you know see when i was delusional i tried casting out demons from nurses by the way you know <laughs> but <laughs> i tried doing all that i i i don't know what these guys think of me now but i i i at one point i felt the nurse was trying to kill me another point i felt the uh, this nurse needed deliverance another point you know all of that i did but 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 then these experiences and encounters were so real it was so personal that i i know beyond a shadow of doubt that they were they were not delusions that they were not hallucinations and and the lord would speak and the lord would give me instructions there were times when my father would come in my you know experiences and he would speak and i i still remember this one point where i was in a lot of pain and he came and he just gave me a word and immediately i just fell into deep sleep immediately i fell into usually i would struggle to sleep and these guys would have to like really sedate me to uh, put me to sleep because of the pain and the discomfort i'd been and there was this one point when i received this one word and that was more than enough to just knock me out completely immediately and put me into a state of deep rest so honestly speaking i can just go on and on and on and on about all my experiences everything that i experienced everything that i saw but i also feel that some of them are very very personal because they were very uh, specific instructions to as to what i need to do after i get out uh, so i'm not at liberty to share everything but i do believe that you know there 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 can be things that can be imparted amen there can be things even without me sharing them that there can be an impartation amen this morning we are going back into the word of god you know i i told rashmi i said this is the day when i want to sit and preach because i'm very you know i have not i have not exerted myself at all since i got out of the icu this is the longest i'm standing by the way i will be you would always find me lying down or sitting sitting and you know and i'm comfortable sitting and preaching but this morning i said you know i i can't do it you know this morning because i'm bringing the word of god i cannot do it from a place of comfort there are things that are uncomfortable but i'll still do it you know so so will you will you journey with me with this word that i'm bringing to you this month we've been studying on the on the topic of praise i'm i'm telling you i enjoyed everything that the others preached and i'm yet to hear the last sunday's word but otherwise everything else even though i was not here i was still here my heart was here so i was still receiving what the lord was doing in this house amen let's go to psalms 118 and verse 24 
how many of you know this verse by heart if you don't know i have to throw something at you okay you may not know the reference but i hope you catch the reference this morning okay psalms 118 verse 24 let's read it out loud this that the lord has made and we will rejoice and we will be glad in it the psalmist is writing and he's saying there is a particular day that i'm talking about see there are specific seasons and specific places which are specifically meant for worship which are specifically meant to lift up the name of the lord there are other places where you may have to keep silent and quiet there are certain seasons when you may have to just stay still but then there are certain days and certain seasons when we have to rejoice and the psalmist looks at one of those days and he says this day that i'm talking about this is a day that the lord has made this is not something that doctors have made this is not something that i have created because of my ability to work and my ability to do my marriage well no this is a day that the lord himself has made and this is going to be my response to that day we will rejoice and we will be glad in it amen now if you read the context of psalms 118 you would see that this was quoted again in the new testament during a a great praise festival i'll take you to the book of luke chapter 19 and i'm 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 going to be mixing verses from luke 19 and matthew 21 because it's the same story essentially let's go to luke 19 and verse 28 after telling this story jesus it says he went on towards Jerusalem and he was walking ahead of his disciples there were certain seasons in Jesus life when Jesus would refrain going to Jerusalem when his disciples would say let's go to Jerusalem when his brothers would say let's let's prove you right and Jesus would say no 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 my time has not yet come but then there came a day there came a time there came a season when jesus said okay now it's time for us to go to jerusalem and it's not his disciples leading jesus is the one going ahead of them because see jerusalem is the place of sacrifice jerusalem is the place of worship jerusalem is the place where people praise god where people come to to lift up the name of god some of them have wrong intentions some of them have wrong ways of worship and still they would all flock to jerusalem to be able to worship god that's why you know you would see there was a conversation between the samaritan lady and jesus and the samaritan lady said hey i don't know why you jews believe that worship has to be in jerusalem that worship has to be in this place where the temple is that worship has to be towards the temple that that all your life you have to devote yourself to 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 going towards this place which is so important for you what is so special about this place because we've been worshiping in these places and it's still working for us so why is it that you guys are so possessive about jerusalem and all through jesus ministry jerusalem was a place of 
great highlight because the disciples were very scared of going to Jerusalem sometimes and there are, and, and and those that are challenging Jesus they would keep provoking Jesus to go into Jerusalem and finally at this point the bible says Jesus decided it's time this is the day that the lord has made and we are going to make it happen we will rejoice and we will be glad in it it says in luke 19 and verse 29 as he came to the towns of bethphage and bethany these towns are on the way to jerusalem it says on the mount of olives he stopped till now he's the one going ahead right at this point the bible says jesus he stopped and he sent two of his disciples ahead of him now he's saying i want to go ahead but before i go ahead there needs to be a certain level of preparation that needs to go in there needs to be a certain level of equipping a certain change of how we've been doing things till now till now we've come walking but now things have to be elevated a little bit so he said to two of his disciples he said why don't you guys go on ahead because now if i have to go any further from here i can't go in the way that i'm going now see jesus was not trying to get praise from people jesus was not trying to you know compel people to worship him but jesus he knew the prophetic significance of the next season or the next journey that he's about to take and he understood that hey now it is time for my elevation and so he sent two of his disciples ahead of him he sent them ahead and said hey why don't you go and prepare certain things why don't you go and bring me certain things why don't you go and make way for this praise festival that we are about to enter into why don't you go ahead and 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 start preparing the hearts and the minds of people why don't you go and prepare the provisions you know the you know for anything to happen provisions are required right so these two disciples were sent ahead of time to create to make way for the provisions of the of that praise festival that is about to take place in the time of Jesus so Jesus told them in verse 30 go into that village over there he pointed to them there is that village over there and as you enter it you will see a young donkey that is tied there the specific detail about this donkey is that no one has ever ridden this donkey now this is your assignment disciples untie it and bring it here this donkey was exclusive nobody has used this donkey before this donkey was never ridden before this donkey was never used before this donkey has never plowed before this donkey was kept away for a specific purpose and jesus said there 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 is a donkey that you will find when you enter into this tent, into this village that is the donkey that i need not because there were no donkeys around where jesus was but jesus said there is a exclusive worship exclusive praise your praise that you give to me cannot be the same praise that you gave me the last sunday 
the worship, the kind of worship that you give me in this season because this is a new day that the Lord has made and what you're going to give me right now, it cannot be the same thing that you gave me last week. It has to be an exclusive worship. It has to be an exclusive praise. Do you know that you and I, we were created to praise God? You know, there, there was an exclusive reason with which God created us. Let's read this. This is Isaiah chapter 43, verse 21. God says, the people, come on, read it with me. The people, is there people like that in this place? God is saying, the people whom I formed, for whom? For myself. The people that I brought together in a community called Bangalore Revival Center. For whom? For the pastor? No, 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 no. For myself. There is an exclusive purpose of God beyond what we see and what we declare and what we understand. There is a purpose with which God brought us together. And God says, the people that I formed for myself, that they might declare my praise my praise this donkey had no other purpose in life other than to ride other than to have Jesus ride on him that was the exclusive purpose of his life nobody else could ride on this donkey nobody else had ridden on this donkey before nobody else were allowed to ride on the donkey afterwards this donkey had an exclusive purpose for living and that is to ride, that is to have Jesus ride on this donkey into Jerusalem. The Bible says, Jesus told the disciples, you have to be very specific. As you go into this village, you'll find a lot of donkeys. But I'm not looking at the donkeys that are, you know, common. I'm not looking at the donkeys that are used to carrying weight. I'm not looking for donkeys that have a lot of experience. I'm not looking for donkeys that have a lot of makeup on. I'm looking for donkeys that are exclusive to me. I'm looking for my people that I have, that I have formed exclusively for myself. Exclusively. They, they cannot belong to anybody else. They cannot belong to another purpose. They, they cannot have a compromised purpose in life. I'm not saying they are perfect. I'm not saying this, this is going to be the royal horse of Jerusalem. No, it might just be a donkey. But it has to be an exclusive donkey. That is what Jesus is looking for. And the Bible says, this is the people that I have called so that they might declare my praise. Luke chapter 19, verse 31 onwards, Jesus told the disciples, if anyone asks you, if anybody has the audacity to come to you and ask you, why are you untying that cord? Just say, the Lord needs it. Just say this, the Lord needs it. If I, if I was in Jesus' place, I would, I, would, I would instruct my disciples saying, you know, you have to tell them, don't worry, you give one donkey, you will get 10 donkeys back. You, you, will, you will never have lack of donkeys in your life. You know, all the sermon series about giving, I would, I would give them links. You have to give this to them. So they, they, they should be very happy that they gave their donkey to Jesus. But Jesus said, no, no, no. 
the only explanation that you would give them is this the lord needs it you know our praise has to be detached from the reward of that praise if the if our praise is very much connected to what we are going to get as a result of that praise then there is a very selfish praise the only thing that i am here to tell you this morning church is that your praise it has to be exclusive and your praise it belongs to jesus he needs it he is going to use it for his glory he is going to use it for some prophetic significance see what is about to go down in this chapter is very prophetic zechariah had declared it centuries before this is about to become a prophetic declaration over the city of jerusalem this is going to prepare jesus to be elevated to be glorified to be crucified and then to be raised from the dead this 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 particular act but but jesus doesn't give explanation to the people that are giving away the donkey jesus doesn't say you know when you give this money you have no idea how many people are going to be saved but people are going to be saved 3000 people are going to be saved as a result immediately in the next few days because of this one donkey there are thousands of people the church is about to be established on the earth because of this donkey but jesus doesn't give any explanation you know if our giving to god if our praise if our worship is very much dependent on how it is going to result or how it is going to change the outcome how more people are going to come into my church please please let me tell you this morning the lord needs your worship i'm changing i know that all all along i've been telling you the lord doesn't need your worship but this morning i'm telling you there is a particular season when the lord needs your praise because it's the jesus himself who is telling the disciples to go and tell them the lord has need of it not it's not it's not jesus saying it'll be a good idea you know if you send me this donkey if you can't it's perfectly all right that's not what jesus is saying he's saying i need this will you please trust me when i say that the lord needs your praise this morning will you will you please surrender 100% without knowing what is about to take place without knowing the glory that is about to manifest without having a clue of where the lord is going to take you into will you still surrender will you still accept it when jesus says the lord has need of it the lord has need of it you know it, it takes a, a group of people that are very secure that know who they are that know who they what their purpose in life is to be able to give away things without having a having a understanding of what it will bring for them see if 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 i am a businessman then when i give money i'm expecting returns but when i have a revelation that i'm not giving money as a businessman gives to somebody who is doing business with him i'm giving money as a father gives money to his son and i know that this guy may not make the most of this money or may not do the best use of this money but i have a revelation of who i am 
I am the provider. I am the father to this son. So even if he doesn't use the money in the 100% you know potential way I will still give him the money because of my security in my identity. So this morning our praise cannot be from a place of lack. You know our, our praise cannot be from a place of oh my god what will happen if I don't worship. Our praise cannot be from a place where we are insecure of who we are. Our praise cannot be from a place of not having an understanding of what God has done in our lives. This morning our praise has to be a, a overflow. It has to be a result of a revelation that we have that we are who God says we are. I am who God says I am. The Bible says and sure enough as they were untying it the owners asked them why are you untying that colt they were the owners and they asked we we have the authority to ask why are you untying that colt and the disciples simply replied the lord needs it the lord needs it the lord needs some radical worshipers in this church today the lord needs certain radical givers in this church today the lord needs certain radical expressions of praise in this house today the lord needs it first peter chapter 2 verse 9 when peter writes to the church he tells them but you come on some of you you know this because we've been singing this in that song i am we are a chosen generation you know so 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 we know this right let's declare this but you you are a chosen generation you are a royal priesthood but you you are a holy nation but you you are a peculiar a peculiar people why why is apostle peter reminding the church who they are why is apostle peter saying that so that they can feel happy about it and just you know write it on their facebook posts saying i i am a special person no he's saying see you should know your identity because it says so that you should show forth the praises of him who had called you out of darkness into his marvelous light this is why apostle peter is giving you a revelation of your identity so that you can be secure in who you are so that, so that you can you can just go to rest you're not ordinary you're you you are not a victim of your circumstances see see when we are when we are living like a victim is very hard to worship when we are living like everything is lacking in my life it's very hard to give god praise that's why apostle peter is reminding us who we are he saying you you're not like that you you have a new identity you 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 should know how rich you are this morning he saying you are a chosen a chosen a chosen generation you're not an ordinary people you are a chosen generation 
handpicked by God handpicked by God handpicked by God handpicked by God there were a, there was somebody on your left and somebody on your right but you got handpicked by God you got handpicked by God and he says you are a royal priesthood not just that you are a priest but you are you are a, a royal priesthood of the order of Melchizedek because he was a priest and he was a king and he says hey that's that's the family line you belong to you you, you don't belong to levites you don't belong to judites you belong to the family line of melchizedek because there is royalty in your blood and there is priestly nature in your blood so your worship this morning your praise this morning it cannot be from a place of lack it cannot be from a place of ignorance it cannot be because you you know you you're compelled to worship god it cannot be because you have no other options but to worship god it has to come from a place of identity it has to come from a place of knowing who you are this is who i am i am a chosen person i'm a chosen generation i'm a royal priesthood i am a holy nation come on look at your neighbor and say you are a nation ah there is a nation hidden inside of you at the moment you may look like a single guy but there is a nation at the moment it may just be four people in your home but you are a nation you are a nation you are a nation god looked at abraham and said you are a nation god looked at sarah and said you are a nation there are nations in your womb there are nations that are hidden inside of you so you are a nation this morning you are bigger than you look like and to add to it he says you are a holy nation ha ah, do you know what it means to be a holy nation meaning you are a set apart nation you, you are a consecrated nation you are a separated nation you are not like everybody else you are a set apart holy specifically called out there is a specific purpose over your life that kind of a nation which means you cannot gel with everybody else your family may become big your finances may grow but there will be a specific anointing upon the things that belong to you it will not do the same thing that everybody else did it will not do the same work that others did in your in your class no 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 you are a holy nation you are a set apart nation yes you are set apart in jesus name yes you are bigger than you look yes you are, you, you 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 are different you're different you're different you're different and that is why your praise will smell different this morning hallelujah and then it says you are a peculiar people <laughs> you know these are the peculiar people's problems that that make us be isolated in our friend circle anybody feels isolated anybody feels rejected anybody feels pushed out it's okay because the lord says you are a peculiar people a peculiar people yeah it's okay it's okay if if you don't get celebrated by everybody 
Because there is a peculiar property about who you are. Which, which everybody cannot gel with. Which, which everybody will not celebrate. Which is okay. Which is perfectly fine. Because the Bible says, the reason He has called you a chosen generation, a royal priest, the reason He has called you a holy nation, uh, a peculiar people, is so that you should show forth the praises. That you should exhibit. So that you should be the one to display so that you should be the one to amplify, to magnify the praises of Him who had called you. How many of you know that there is a calling upon your life? It was that one call from the mouth of Jesus, that one word that, that, that brought you from, from darkness into His marvelous light. From, from a place of total anonymity a place where we were nobodies to a place where we are now peculiar we are chosen we are handpicked where, where there is a specific purpose of God upon our life where God is daily daily carving out things in our lives that, that calling that brought us out of darkness into his marvelous light today you and I we are witnesses of that calling Today, you and I, we are to amplify that voice, amplify that sound. We are to show forth the praises of Him that called us out of darkness into His marvelous light. And somebody said an amen. So this, so this owners of this colt, they did not give the colt or the donkey away because they wanted something in return. They did not worship Jesus because they were expecting something prophetic to go down on that day, which is about to take place. But there was no expectation. The only thing the Bible says is the owners, the owners, they asked, what is it for? When they heard that it is because the Lord needs it, they said, you can take it freely. No problem, nothing, no issues. And this morning, I'm speaking to the hearts and the minds of people. And I'm telling you, the Lord needs your worship. He's about to do something really big with it. But the, I, I don't want to give you the greed and tell you all of those things. I just want to tell you, the Lord needs it. Will you give it? Because of who you are. Because of your identity. Because you know where God has placed you. You know what God has given into your hands. You know what, what has been entrusted into your hands. Are you ready to give it to Jesus? Wow. The Bible says in Luke chapter 19, verse 35. Read it with me. So they brought the colt to Jesus. And they threw their garments over it. For him to ride on. <laughs> no, who did this? The disciples. Do you remember the two disciples that were sent? The two disciples, they obeyed Jesus word to word. And they brought the colt. Now what Jesus wanted was for the scriptures to be fulfilled. Jesus wanted the elevation to happen. 
but what jesus did not ask for was garments to be thrown on it this is where intelligent disciples come into play the intelligent disciples said yes yes what jesus needs is just the colt but i'm not just going to give what he needs <laughs> i'm going to do everything possible to elevate him a little more higher to make him a little more comfortable in my house i'm going to do everything possible to make him a little more comfortable in my church i'm going to do everything possible to make him a little more elevated in my surroundings he didn't ask for it but that is what i'm going to give him the disciples they exercised their faith and their faith was so beautiful there were next verse are you ready for the next verse i want you to catch this okay in the spirit okay it says luke 19 verse 36 as he rode along what does it say the crowds spread out their garments on the road ahead of him are you catching the revelation what the church did the city also imitated what the disciples did people who were not disciples of jesus people who didn't have a revelation that he is the messiah people who didn't know who this jesus is <laughs> they began to do the exact thing that the church did church please understand the power of your worship is such the power of your giving is such the power of your praise is such that it can saturate it can it can take over it can become the culture the norm of the land that you're living in they they will not know why they are humming this tune <laughs> but they will do it because there are disciples who did it before they began doing it you know we are we are we are out here you know stretching our hands at the city and saying lord let them put their garments lord let them put their we are not putting our own garments we are like this this is i mean this is louis vuitton no this is from zara you know the you have no idea how expensive this brand is jesus did not ask for this come on whatever jesus asked i gave already but this is very expensive i i don't think jesus wants this i don't think he will want me to sacrifice so much but if you do it church let me speak to the wise virgins in the church not to the ignorant ones not to the ones that are just waiting to survive the second coming not to the ones who are somehow hoping to make it to heaven let me speak to the ones that are wise that are prepared that are going ahead of their time they are saying i am not just going to give god what is basic necessity i am going to give god more than what is necessary So this morning let the Lord reveal to you what your garments are. Let the Lord show you what is it that takes for you to praise him. For you to praise him. And let me also prophesy that you would start seeing the same thing manifest in your ministry. When you start talking to people and you start bringing people to the Lord, you will see the sacrifices that you made 
being reflected in the sacrifice that they will make when they begin to give to the Lord. When they begin to worship God. When they begin to serve God. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's not about money. We, we think that, you know, if I can just give a little more money, it's not actually about money. It's about your heart. How, how much of your heart are you able to lay down on the altar? Oh my God. For Abraham, it was not about money. For Abraham, it was about the son that he loves. There was somebody that he loved so deeply. He, I mean, Abraham could give all his money away at, the, at a heartbeat. But here is God asking not for the money. Here is God asking not for the property. Here is God asking for the son that he loves. Are you able to give what you love? Because I'm telling you, your sacrifices are about to become the norm of your city. Your worship is going to become the culture of your church. Your, 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 your praise offerings is going to become the way, the, the, is, is going to become the pattern of how others will begin to praise God. Yeah. Some of us, we, ha we have to become very creative in how we praise God in this season. Amen. I liked what Pastor Jojo said. He said, you know, Paul and Silas, they probably couldn't even clap their hands. But, but they began to, you know, use the chains. You know, and, and the same chains that, that had kept them bound, the same chains that had kept them restricted became the instruments of praise. The same chains that was, 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 was stopping their movement became the cause for more movement in the entire prison. And I, I believe that the time has come when our praise begins to go beyond the church. When our praise begins to saturate the atmosphere. You know, that story, you know, it's just an evergreen story, you know, that Paul and Silas story. I was just thinking about it when Pastor Jojo was preaching. I was thinking, I can understand if Paul and Silas did not escape the prison. Why did the other prisoners stay back? Have you thought about it? See, Paul and Silas, they were honest people. They, didn't want, they were not afraid of anything. They were not here afraid of punishment. That's why they didn't escape. But why did the other prisoners not escape? <laughs> because there was... There was a, a grace and a sacrifice that Paul and Silas made when they said, I'm not going to escape. And the same sacrifice caught the rest of the prisoners. They're like, okay, if you're not going to go, we are not going to go either. What, I mean, please understand, these are not baptized, spirit-filled, tongue-talking Christians. These, they are murderers. They are thieves. They, they have done very vile things. I'm not talking about good people here. But these people, they decided, Paul and Silas, whatever you do, we will do. If you will stay back, we will also stay back. And Paul and Silas did not have to threaten them with a knife and a sword and say, hey, if you escape, you know, this you know, poor man, he's going to commit suicide. Nothing. They stayed on their own will. Have you thought about it? It's because your worship, your praise, your sacrifices, your giving to the Lord 
it can become the culture of the environment where the Lord has placed you. One of the things that he declared that day is that because I'm in the ICU, people will be set free there. I didn't know this, but they told me that when I got out of the ventilator, most of the patients in the ICU got out of the ventilator. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that amazing? I mean, when have you heard of an ICU without ventilator? <laughs> so the declarations that you made here, the things that were spoken here, it had an effect in another place. It may look like an empty declaration when we are making it here, but it had an effect in the ICU where I was in. And, and that is the grace that our praise carries. Our praise is different from our worship. See, you should understand our, our worship is our response to God. But our praise is not just our response to God. Our praise is our response to God. It is the response that we give to the environment around us. It is the response that we give to the enemy that has come to fight us. It is the response that we give to people that are mocking us, taunting us at that point. And it is the response that we give even to people that are supporting us and standing by us. Because, because you, you see that the, the two people's worship, their praise, their faith in saying, we're going to take off our jackets and we're going to put it on the donkey. Their faith, their expression. The others, they said, wow, if, you know, the, the, there's no more space on the donkey, but there is space under the donkey. And how many of you know that this donkey is going to poop on this journey? This donkey is going to really destroy that brand new suit that you got. And yet they were okay with it. They were like, this is my honor to Jesus. And nowhere else, they've never seen this being done to anybody else. But they did it. Somebody's praise, somebody's worship provoked someone else's worship. Oh, I, I'm telling you, when you come to church, may you, may you be a reason for someone else to say, man, I know how worship looks like. I know what praise looks like. Because worship, you know, I, I, I can't measure your worship. Because your worship happens in a very deep place, holy of holies. I can't say one kg worship ki aaj, you know. This is better than last Sunday's worship. I can't, but I can measure your praise. I can measure how many clap offering you gave to the Lord today. I can measure how loud you shouted today. So your, your, your worship may not necessarily be measurable. But your praise, it is possible for me to pick up garment after garment and say, Today, when Jesus walked into this house, this is how many garments were sacrificed. This is how many garments were laid out. This is how many people gave up their comfort. And this is the result. This is the result. Are you ready for this church? Oh, this is beautiful. It says Luke 18, 19 verse 37. So this is going on from a long time, okay? It says, finally, when he reached the place where the road started down the Mount of Olives, now Jerusalem is in sight, okay? So they are coming down the Mount of Olives. So there is a particular place again, place. Remember that. 
says all of his followers they said okay now garments are not enough now we're going to amplify our praise more now they said all of his followers they began to shout they began to sing and they began as they walked along they began to praise god for all the wonderful miracles that they had seen they just they they just said hey it, i now i i just can't keep quiet now it has to be more than just what i give to the lord now i have to go crazy see in the last three and a half years of jesus ministry any time that somebody did a miracle or somebody received a miracle jesus would tell them keep quiet don't talk about it you know even if you do don't mention it's me jesus was very very careful to make sure more people don't hear about what jesus is doing but at this point jesus is allowing his followers his disciples to dance around him so there is a season that's why i began with saying this is the day there is a day that the lord has made where people that have a revelation of that particular day see jesus did not demand it jesus did not say okay now everybody come start start the three and a half years i stopped you but today is the day please nothing but these guys they had a revelation that this is the day this is the day when i am going to go into the next season this praise that i am releasing in this atmosphere it is going to not just elevate jesus it's going to elevate me it is going to elevate my my circumstances they began to shout not speak but they began to shout and they began to sing and they began to praise god for all the wonderful miracles that they had seen for the last three and a half years they kept quiet but they said no 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 but this is the day <laughs> this is the day when i'm going to shout this is the day when i'm going to dance this is the day when i'm going to sing this is the day when i'm going to remember 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 what god has done every little thing that god has done in the last three and a half years i'm going to remember and i'm going to worship god for these things because now they were about to enter into jerusalem and the bible says you need to enter the gates with thanksgiving and we enter into his courts with praise we don't we 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 don't come silent when we enter into his jerusalem when we enter into this place that god has given us when we enter into a community where god has formed us we don't come with a quiet spirit we come amplifying what god has done praising and singing and giving praise and thanks to him read that with me psalm 100 verse 4 enter his gates with thanksgiving you need to go into his courts with praise give somebody give thanks to him and somebody praise his name one more time enter his gates with thanksgiving 
Go into his coach with praise. Give thanks to him and praise. One more time. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his coach with praise. We give thanks to him and we give praise to his name because his name is worthy in heaven and on earth. His name is worthy. He has done more than enough for us to give thanks to him. He doesn't need to do a new miracle today. He has done more than enough. All that it requires is certain intelligent Christians in the church who will say two and a half years back he turned water into wine. I don't think I danced enough for that. Today I'm going to dance for that. Three years back he healed that blind guy there. He's not even in our church now but I'm going to worship. I'm not going to wait for things to change in my home. I'm going to remember everything that Jesus did. And I'm going to enter into his courts with praise. And I'm going to give thanks to Jesus. And I'm going to elevate him. And I'm going to say, you're worthy, Lord. And I'm going to say, you're glorious king. You deserve it, God. You deserve it. You deserve it. Yes. The Bible says, this is the song that they sang when they were praising, okay? You want to read this? Luke 19 verse 38. Blessings on the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Peace in heaven and glory so they were singing blessings and praise and honor upon the one who comes in the name of the Lord upon the king who comes now in all of this Jesus never told them I am the king Jesus never confessed to be the king even the even to Peter James and John whatever revelation that Jesus gave them Jesus said until my resurrection, you should not talk about it, which they didn't. This is before the resurrection. So there was no way that these guys are doing it because Jesus gave them a revelation. They are doing it out of their own revelation. They are doing it because they, they have an understanding of, of what they want to see in Jesus. See, these guys were like a sheep that was scattered without a shepherd. What they wanted the most was a shepherd to lead them, to guide them, to feed them, to provide for them, to fight for them. And they looked at Jesus and they said, that's Jesus. Everything that we ever needed, we find it in Jesus. And they began to sing and dance and worship around it. Now, honestly speaking, Jesus is not about to fight for them. You know the story. Jesus did not come to kill the Romans. Jesus was not about to give everybody enough money in their bank accounts. But these people, they, the expression of their faith was that everything that we need is in Him. What we need is a King. What we need is a Messiah. It's in this person. Everything that we need, whether we get it today or not, everything that we need is in Jesus. That was the expression of their praise. Do you know what happened as a result of their praise? 
Are you ready for this? Please tell me you're ready to read the next verse. I want you to be awake right now, okay? Matthew chapter 21 verse 10. Read it with me. One, two, three, go. The entire city of Jerusalem, it was in an uproar as he entered. And they began to ask, who is this? The entire city of Jerusalem. They did, see, you should understand, Jesus has been to Jerusalem so many times. But never has the city been in uproar. But this time, he came not as an ordinary person. This time, he came seated on the praises of his people. Do you know, every time you go to your office, Jesus comes with you. But then this time, when you go back to your office, it's not like the last time that he came. It's not like the last time that you went. This time, you're walking in with Jesus, seated, elevated, glorified, magnified, honored, praised, given sacrifices and honor and songs and thanksgiving to. And this time when you go back to that same environment, people will begin to ask, what is it that you carry today? Who is it that you carry today? Who is it that you sing about today? Who is it that you worship today? We want to know. We want what you have. We want to have a revelation that you have. We want to have the understanding that you have. Who is this Jesus? You want to read the reply? And the crowds replied. <laughs> Come on, somebody shout, it's Jesus. Loudly, it's Jesus. Louder, it's Jesus. When they began to ask, who is this? We want to, we want to know, we want to know, we want to know. Please understand, if, if your praise and if your worship is not causing curiosity in the environments you go to, then I think that our praise and worship lacks. Even in that delusional state in my ICU, you know, people wanted to know what was I talking about. <laughs> because I was casting out demons. They were like, what do you mean by casting out demons? Am I an evil person? Do you think I'm bad? And you know, then I, I, I had to talk certain things to them. Why? Because there are things that you carry that cannot be hidden. That there is a grace you carry that cannot be kept under the, under the blanket. It cannot be kept under the court. And people will be naturally inquisitive to understand. Hey, wait a minute. I want, to, I want to know the nature of your worship. The nature of your adoration. Why are you so obsessed with this thing? Why are you so obsessed with this name? Why are you so obsessed about this church? Why are you so obsessed about doing these things in this particular fashion? If, if people don't naturally have a problem with what you're doing, then, there is, then our praise or our worship it is lacking. Because like I told you, worship is for the Lord. But our praise, it has to create an imbalance in the environment we go into. Our praise has to create earthquakes. Our praise, it has to raise some questions today. And there's only one answer. <laughs> it's Jesus. 
There's only one answer. It is Jesus. His name is Jesus. The reason I sing is because of Jesus. The reason I'm peaceful is because of Jesus. The reason I'm excited is because of Jesus. The reason I'm not giving up is because of Jesus. Yes, you may have a negative report. But the reason I respond like this is because of Jesus. Yes, you may call me all the names. But I know, I know, and I know. I know why I worship. I know why I sing. I know why I praise. I know why I dance. I know why I cry. It is Jesus. It's only Jesus. It's Jesus. You may not have heard about him, but I have heard. You may not have experienced him, but I have experienced. You may not have tasted him, but I have tasted. And I have seen that he is good. And I know why I worship because it's Jesus. I know why I sing. I know why I scream. I know why I sacrifice. Because it's Jesus. Because it is Jesus. The crowds replied, not the disciples. Who replied? Who started the worship? The disciples started the worship. But now, the crowds have taken over the worship. The crowds are like, we don't care if the pastors don't show up. We don't care if the church is not happening. We don't care if the believers have given up believing. <laughs> we don't care if the church don't have the first love anymore. Let's declare this over Bangalore. That my city, this city, will have a revelation of who Jesus is. We will have worship on the streets. Ah, we will have worship in the most unexpected places. We will have praise festivals. We will be known for our worship. Because the church loves to worship. It will take over the culture of the city. The crowds will say it is Jesus. <laughs> not the pastors, not the evangelists, not the anointed ones. The crowds will say. The crowds will say. The crowds in MG Road will scream. The crowds in Palace Ground will scream. Jesus. The crowds on the bus, on the metro, on the flights, they will say it's Jesus. They will say, we know, we know where it is coming from. There's a Jesus. It's Jesus. Please, please, please take your seats for a few more minutes. Can I finish this sermon for you? Somebody said it's Jesus. Let me repeat one thing. If your praise is not powerful enough to raise questions, this morning we have to repent. This morning we have to accelerate. This morning we have to let it go out of this house. Like I told you, worship is for God. But our praise has to be on public display. 
our praise is for people to see our praise is for people to have a introduction to the jesus that we worship it says in matthew chapter 21 and verse 12 jesus after he entered into jerusalem the first place he goes is the temple because that is where the worship is happening that is where the sacrifices are happening that's where it's supposed to be a house of prayer house of praise jesus entered the temple and he began to drive out all the counterfeit worship all the people buying and selling animals for what so so they they were they were doing it for the right purpose their agenda was to sacrifice but jesus said wait a minute i don't care what how you package this i don't care what name you call it i don't care if you say this is for 45 minutes of singing and praising and worshiping god i don't care what how how you see it what matters is what 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 is it producing he says he knocked over jesus was so mad so upset because when there is real worship that manifests when there is real praise that manifests every counterfeit sacrifices will get knocked out every counterfeit worship will get cleaned out you know we 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 are we are we are like trying to point fingers at that person and this person and saying oh you're not worshiping enough you're not dancing enough why don't you dance yourself first and when your worship begins to manifest everything that is counterfeit will get wiped out will get cleaned out it says jesus cleaned them not the disciples not the crowds it was not a riot where the crowds are like man all these guys they are stealing money let's go take no 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 nothing like that jesus himself who is the only one worthy to knock over the tables jesus himself went and did all that okay he he didn't even allow his closest peter james and john to do these things it says he said to them the scriptures declare my temple will be called a house of prayer but you have turned it into a den of what you you've made it into a business transaction you you you've you've made it into you take this and i'll get this you worship and then you will get breakthrough you sing these many songs and then you will go back healed you know we've made it into a business transaction church the only justification i'm going to give today is that the lord needs it not because you're going to get back 10 donkeys not because you're going to get back 10000 rupees in your account the lord needs it will you give the lord needs it will you worship the lord needs it will you raise your voice the lord needs it will you still praise we we we, we are not making into a den of thieves the book of hebrews this is how you identify true worship okay hebrews chapter 13 and verse 15 paul says through him then let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to god which is the fruit of lips the fruit of our everybody say fruit of lips that acknowledge his name do you know what is a sacrifice of praise to god is the fruit of your lips the fruit of your lips you what you speak from monday to saturday are you acknowledging his name 
or are you constantly complaining are you constantly highlighting your lack are you constantly highlighting what you don't have paul says through him through jesus the only way our worship is valid the only way our sacrifice is valid if it is through him if it is through jesus because the fruit of your lips will tell me if your worship was about jesus or if your worship was about yourself i felt so good today it was not about you feeling good <laughs> when i jumped uh, when i jumped no i just felt so so much of electricity flowing through me it was not about you praise god if electricity flows through your body i want it to but the fruit of your lips the fruit of your lips is it bringing glory to the name of jesus the fruit of your lips is it about him the fruit of your lips when you speak about worship when you speak about giving to god is it about him or is it about you that will tell you if your worship is real or not you know the bible says immediately once the cleansing got done in matthew chapter 21 verse 14 it says the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them so all this while the temple was crowded lot of people are there but they are there for business transactions but once there was a cleansing there was space for the blind and the lame to come you know it's not because god doesn't want to heal people it's because we've crowded the house of god with too many other things it's not because god doesn't want to help forgive people or help people or you know save people it's because we've made it about too many other things as soon as the cleansing happened it says the blind and the lame and everybody they came to him in the temple not in the ground not outside in the temple they came to him you know this is a temple where blind and lame people are not allowed into this is the old testament temple i'm talking about this is not the new testament church this is a temple where blind and lame people were not allowed to enter but they came to jesus because there is only one way of perfect praise one way of perfect sacrifice and it is through jesus and they all came to jesus and everybody that came to jesus the bible says he healed them all are you ready for the next part this is the last part i promise it says but some of the pharisees among the crowd they said teacher rebuke your followers for saying things like this what were they saying they were saying glory to god in the highest they were singing praise to the son of david they they were going crazy in their worship the, the way that they were dancing rejoice it began to provoke the religious spirit so can i make one more statement if if your worship in church every sunday <laughs> when i say worship i mean praise okay if your praise if it is not making someone else uncomfortable if you're screaming is not making someone else uncomfortable those religious people who attend church regularly they should become tired of you then then your praise is not praise enough that's what the bible says these the, this praise festival was so crazy that all the pharisees in the house they began to manifest 
they went to the chief chief chief, chief the pastor and he said pastor can you please stop them rebuke them this is too loud this is too radical for our church this is disturbing the order of our service this is this you know people don't like it newcomers will not enjoy this you know can you please quench this person somehow you know just teach them some manners when he worships his clothes is falling off you know it has happened in the bible that I mean, come on it wasn't it a genuine thing that his wife is going to him and saying bro i like your love for god and all but this is becoming vulgar now you know because your clothes are falling off but david said you have no idea this is just the start i my praise it is only going to become even more undignified it doesn't matter if somebody looks down on the king because it's not about me my praise is about the one that i'm praising it says they they they, they asked jesus to rebuke his followers for saying things like this you want to read jesus reply jesus replied saying if they keep quiet why because this day is made for worship this season if you keep quiet there are stones waiting to worship so don't ever think you are irreplaceable yes you are you are formed for praise yes there is an exclusive purpose of god for your life yes you are the chosen generation yes you are the holy people yes you are brought together so that you can show forth the praises of the one who called you out of darkness into marvelous light but if you keep quiet there are stones waiting to replace you stones waiting to replace you if you understand the prophetic significance of it i don't have time in the book of habakkuk chapter 2 it's not in a very pleasant environment it's not stones begin to sing hallelujah that's not how stones sing If you read Habakkuk go back and read Habakkuk chapter 2 where the prophet says the stones will begin to cry out the context is that you know it's talking to a group of people who are building their homes and building their houses and and they're least bothered about the house of God and Habakkuk is writing to that people and he's saying if you continue doing this if you continue to devalue God's presence and just you know prioritize your own comfort then the stones are going to begin to cry out these stones are going to begin to fall off these stones that you are carefully building one upon the other the stones will begin to fall off we may read jesus statement and think that oh the stones will begin to sing nice songs <laughs> no 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 it's not talking about that it's talking about how things that you have built in your life they will begin to make a sound and that sound may not be pleasant that sound may not be the sound of praise and and jesus says today is a day i cannot keep quiet i cannot contain them because if i begin to contain them there are stones that are waiting to roll there are stones that are waiting to turn the place upside down it is my praise and your praise that holds the stones in its place that is saying no your time's not up yet See, there is a time for chaos as well. How many of you know that? 
there's a time when everything is going to go into chaos but our praise holds everything together our praise stops the stones in its tracks and says no 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 it's not time yet today is my day today is not your day to sing you have to look at some of the stones that are coming your way and you have to stop them and you say ah oh, you will have your day to sing but today is my day to sing today is my day to worship because the psalmist says that everything that breathes let them sing praise to the lord praise the lord how many of you have breath in your nostrils this morning and couple of weeks back i was struggling for breath couple of weeks back i i i know the value of breathing now yeah struggling for breath because they 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 had to put ventilators and then later you know inside the nose and then later a mask and like over a period of 7 days gradually they got me back to breathing on my own and even after i got back home i couldn't like breathe properly because there was fluid in my lungs i i would walk from that end to that end and i'd be tired one day i went to the terrace to fill water and i blacked out because you know your your breath is so important to your life and the psalmist says let everything that has breath everything that has breath if you have breath today you qualify to bring praises to god if you have breath today you are obligated to bring praises to god if you have breath today then it is your season your time before the stones begin to sing it is your time it is my time it is if if our breath qualifies us to worship god this morning we don't need anything else we don't need a breakthrough or miracle or test nothing we just need our breath all that we need is our breath to declare no 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 today is my day this is the day that the lord has made we will rejoice and we will be glad in it matthew 25 21 verse 15 he says the leading priests and the teachers of the religious law they saw these wonderful miracles and they heard even the children in the temple shouting praise god for the son of david but the bible says they saw and they heard but says in the next verse the leaders they were indignant they asked jesus do you hear what these children are saying you know these were not adults grown up people they were like children ordinary kids ordinary kids when we were in uganda we we got we got a glimpse of that how kids were the first ones to respond how many if you want to get saved all the kids will raise their hand how many if you want to get healed all the kids are excited to get healed how many if you want to do something great in life all the kids and and we are thinking men what happened to all their parents the kids the children were the ones dancing and rejoicing and worshiping and the leaders they were very provoked by this they 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 didn't mind the elders singing they're like children children are giving worship to jesus how how dare they do this and jesus replied saying haven't you read the scriptures for they say you have taught children and infants to give you praise You know this morning I'm 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 looking at some children in this house some donkeys who have never been ridden before some inexperienced people 
some people who have never tapped into certain dimensions of praise and worship. And I'm saying, Jesus says, he has taught children and infants to praise him. Not me. You, so, so this morning, you don't need a worship leader to teach you how to praise him. You don't need the dance moves that Pastor Kachi does. I mean, praise God for that. But you don't need him to teach you how to give praise to Jesus. Because he has taught children and infants. Can we reposition ourselves this morning? I, I don't want to be a very scholarly person who knows every Bible verse. No, no. I, I want to be that child, that infant, that Jesus can teach how to praise God. I want to be that little baby in this house, that guy who doesn't know anything, so that Jesus can train me, so that Jesus can teach me. I'm going to read, I'm going to read Psalm 8, because this is where Jesus quoted the scripture from. Read it with me. Psalm 8, verse 1. O Lord, our God, your majestic name, it fills the earth. Your glory is higher than the heavens. You have taught, loudly, you have taught children and infants to do what? To tell, loudly, to tell, to tell of your strength, silencing your enemies and all who oppose you. How, how is God silencing his enemies? What is God doing when Jesus is riding on the donkey into the temple? How, what is God doing? God is silencing his enemies. How is he doing that? By teaching children and infants to tell, to tell, to tell, to tell. Those who can't sing, can you tell? To tell of your strength. To tell of your strength. I'm going to read it from the ESV translation. It says, out of the mouth of babies and infants, you have established strength because of your foes to still, everybody say to still. The enemy is being stilled this morning. I stand as a prophet over you right now and I say, your enemies are being stilled. The enemies that fought you till today, they are being stopped in their tracks right now. To still, to still, to still. In Jesus' name. Read, read it from the KGV Bible, okay? It says, Out of the mouth, mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength. Ordained strength. Which means this morning, our praise is being ordained. He is ordaining us for praise. Not, not for a break, you know, I don't know what, what kind of ordination you want. God is ordaining us for praise. Children, babes and infants in this house. I'm inviting the babes and the infants in this house. Because your ordination is to praise God. And when you do praise God, this is going to be the result. He says, because of thine enemies, so that thou mightest still do two, two group of people. One is the enemy and one is the avenger. Do you know who is the enemy? Enemy is somebody who is after you without a cause. The enemy comes to kill, steal and to destroy. Do you know who is an avenger? 
An avenger is the one who is after you because of a cause. Because of a reason. You know, the enemy is after you because he sees you, you're prospering. He just wants to steal money from you. But the avenger, he's saying, man, this guy doesn't tithe. You know, you know the verse that says, if you tithe, the Lord will rebuke the devourer. But the avenger, he's the one who has legal access into your house. Because you have not tithed. Because there are things where you have compromised your life. There are areas where you have gone wrong, where you have made mistakes, where you have compromised, where you have done things that you should not have done. Put your hands into jars you should not have put. So there are two kinds of battles that you're about to overcome. The enemy and the avenger. The enemy comes without a cause. But the avenger, he comes with a cause. He has a word of condemnation to speak over you. He's accusing you of some wrongdoing right now. But the Lord says, are you ready for this? Out of the mouth of babies and infants, He's ordaining strength. So that when that strength goes out, it is going to silence two groups of people. One is the enemies and the avengers. Yes, you, you, you deserve to die, Priji. But when the praise goes out, it is going to stop the ones that you deserve and the ones that you don't deserve. Both categories of people. Both categories. Both categories are being silenced this morning. There is a mute button being pressed. Your praise is a mute button. <laughs> That's what it says. It says that thou mightest silence the enemies. Hallelujah. I'm out of breath. I'm out of verses. But I'll, I'll, I'll finish with this. Please stand with me. Worship team, please come. Psalm 149, verse 6. Lift your hands to me because I'm blessing you right now. Let the praises of God be in their mouths, Lord. I'm declaring this. Come, 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 come. Let the praises of God be in their mouths this morning. Wherever your children go to this week, whatever they do, let the praises of God be found in their mouths. The sacrifice of praise as a fruit, the, the fruit, the fruit of their lips, let it be a sacrifice of praise. And a sharp sword, lift your hands, a sharp sword in their hands. So that they can execute vengeance on the nations. Lord, I declare that their praise this week will be executing vengeance on the nations. They are not just doing this to defend themselves from their avenger and from their enemy. No, 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 no. Now they are going on the offensive. Now they are executing vengeance upon the nations of the earth. And punishment on the peoples to bind their kings with shackles and their leaders with iron chains. And to execute the judgment that is written against them in scripture. Because this is the glorious privilege of his faithful ones. And Father, I pray that everybody that is under the sound of my voice. 
their praise will be known as a faithful praise. Their worship. Their worship will be known genuine. Their giving will be unique, peculiar. Not like everybody else's. Not like everything else. It will be different. 